It's time for this week's edition of the Virtual Bible Study. The Virtual Bible Study is a live, internet-only call-in program dedicated to the honest study and discussion of God's Word. Do you have a question about something in the Bible? Or are you simply interested in learning more about the Scriptures? If so, we hope you'll stay tuned tonight as we look into the pages of God's Word. The Virtual Bible Study is brought to you this time each week by the College View Church of Christ in Columbia, Tennessee. You can participate in the discussion tonight by calling 93 Three one three eight one. Four five six seven, or by emailing your questions or comments from collegeview.com. We hope you'll take out your Bibles and study along with us as we begin an exciting study of God's Word on this edition of the Virtual Bible Study. And welcome into the Virtual Bible Study. This is the Virtual Bible Study for Thursday, July eighth, two thousand and ten. We're glad you're part of the program tonight. Look forward to hearing from you on the line eight seven seven three eight one four five six seven, or by emailing questions at collegeview. Dot com. My name is Jacob Gwynn. My father, Greg Gwynn, is here with me tonight. Hello, Dad. Jacob, it's good to be with you. It is good to be with you. We we barely are here, but we're here. We're just barely with you tonight, but it is good to be with you. Uh, we we thought we had technical issues ironed out last week. We made one step forward and 20 steps backward tonight, I think. Well, I had to rebuild a computer here and just uh, finally got it up uh, in the last minute or so. So we're really, uh, I can't even pull my chair all the way up where I'd like to, because there's a computer under here that uh, is hanging halfway out. Well, we're, we're, uh, so, so we're really, uh, I can't even pull my chair all the way up where I'd like to, because there's a computer under here that uh, is hanging halfway out. Well, we're, we're, uh, just hanging on a shoestring tonight. I hope we're getting out. In fact, if some of you are hearing us, uh, we're only going out by Ustream TV tonight, I understand. Is that correct? That is correct. Uh, the audio-only feed is down tonight. And so if you're watching us on Ustream, uh, send us a note and say, tell us if you're if you're getting our audio. We, we think we're getting a video signal out. hope we're getting an audio signal out, too. So you might put a, just put a word in there. Tell us that uh, we are or aren't getting to you. All right. Um, well, rumor has it we've got an interesting topic for tonight. We want to talk tonight about... Well, that that is a good way to that that you, that was a play on words. I think, I think it was. Rumor yeah. has it we're going to talk about gossip tonight, Jacob. We want to uh, deal with a subject that a lot of people uh, probably wouldn't rank as that terribly important. But my guess is that the problem of gossip among Christians and in local congregations is one of the most damaging things. One of the most serious problems that face lots of local congregations and has the potential to do tremendous harm not only in the lives of the individuals who are engaged in that but uh, also for the whole congregation and our collective work together so it is a very important uh, subject and i think it's well worthy of our discussion on the virtual bible study all right we want to hear from you what do you think about gossip Eight seven seven three eight one four five six seven. email questions at collegeu.com join in with other listeners in the chat room anthony and dean from Louisiana, are in the chat room tonight, and so join them and uh, participate in the discussion there. Anthony tells us that it looks like uh, maybe our video signal is okay, basic but okay. Okay, it is basic, and so you'll just have to bear with us tonight on that, but everything else should be fine. Let's ignore the technical problems. Let's get on with our subject. You asked some questions earlier today. Earlier today, I sent out to our update list these questions. Always remember, if you're not getting that update, you can by sending us an email to questions at collegeview.com. Put add me to the list in the subject line, and we will do it. We send this out every Thursday to several hundred people. We're asking for your feedback. We're asking the questions with the idea that we can generate some feedback from our various listeners. 
to, to be included in the, the program. That's what we want you to do. <clears throat> uh, the questions we sent out today were, number one, how would you define gossip? And specifically, I'd like to hear what you think would be things that would be properly categorized as gossip and some things that would not be in the category of gossip. Uh, Before we can really properly address a subject, we've got to get get a good handle on what it actually is. So we're looking for a good working definition of gossip. Number two, what do you think are the most powerful statements against gossip in God's word? And there are a lot of strong statements. We want to hear the ones that you think should alarm us most of all. If we are tempted to gossip, what would be some of the verses that we should constantly remember? Number three, what do you think it is about us that makes us want to gossip so much? Why? What are some of the factors that lead us to be guilty of gossiping uh, as people, as children of God? And number four, what positive steps can we take to stop the sin of gossip? Now, in, I hope that, that that question included the implication, not only what can I do to stop gossip from from engaging in it myself, but what could I do to help stop it on the part of others as well? And those are the things we want to investigate in our study tonight. All right. We'll talk about <coughs> gossip on the program tonight. We want to hear from you. This is an important subject, a subject that we all need to be familiar with. And so we know how to avoid the sin. So let us know what you think. Dean in the chat room says, seems like most people think that something must be a lie before it is gossip, but I'm not convinced that that is the case. We'll get into that as we go on. Uh, Dean says, uh, doesn't that, you know, someone thinks, well, you're only gossiping if you're spreading a falsehood about someone. Certainly that would be included, but certainly maybe the definition goes a little bit beyond that. Yeah, we've got a couple of emails you might look at there, Jacob, to get some help. I give you a couple of dictionary definitions, but I'm not really convinced that they're terribly helpful because I, I do think that, like Dean said, that they imply that you're telling something false about someone. I don't think that's necessarily the case. One dictionary definition said that gossip is rumor, hearsay, whispering behind one's back, backbiting, scandal-mongering, idle talk, especially about the person or private affairs of others. Another dictionary definition said groundless Rumor or hearsay, whispering behind one's back, backbiting, scandal-mongering, idle talk, especially, again, about the personal private affairs of others. So uh, those are very similar, but I think both of those dictionary definitions maybe imply the idea that you're not telling the truth. As long as you're telling the truth, it's not gossip, and I don't think that's the case. All right, the instruction to widows and younger widows in First Timothy chapter 5 uh, verse 13, and with all they learn to be idle, wandering about from house to house, and not only idle, but tattlers also, and busybodies speaking things which they ought not. The indication there from Paul's instruction is doesn't necessarily have to be something that's a lie to be condemned, tattlers and speaking things that they should not. All right. So there's some things that should not be spoken, and when we're speaking them, behind people's backs and with the intention to cause harm or inflict damage to someone's reputation, I think uh, we're we're probably guilty of gossiping. Anthony said his off-the-cuff definition is propagating disparaging, confidential, or unverified information about someone else without their knowledge and without any positive intent. And I really like the last part of of, of Anthony's definition there is, that there's nothing positive intended by it, that nothing good could could even possibly come by me repeating this information to someone 
there's no benefit to there's no positive good that will result from it and so i think that that is as we look to the bible definition of it uh i think that that helps uh don from antioch tennessee said a person who's a gospel is like a talebearer who reveals secrets proverbs eleven thirteen. proverbs eleven thirteen says a talebearer revealeth secrets but he that is faith of a faithful spirit concealeth the matter okay he says he's also like a busybody who meddles in other men's affairs, 1 Peter 4.15, and speaks things that he shouldn't, 1 Timothy 5.13. But I want to propose another spin to this. I believe a gossip is also like a false witness who presents things about people based only on hearsay. I think all of that is correct, but but I think as we talk about gossip, we have to realize that sometimes conveying information about other people is actually necessary and appropriate and even uh, helpful in making a situation the way it should be. Let me give you some examples of this. Okay, so Don says if you are presenting something just based on hearsay but you you haven't necessarily witnessed it yourself, then it could be gossip. Well, I understand, Don, where he's coming from, and in, in a sense, I think that could be true. But notice some, some biblical statements here. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 1, verse 11, It hath been declared unto me of you, my brethren, by them which are of the house of Chloe, that there are contentions among you. So somebody had given Paul a report about things that were going on among the brethren at Corinth. and He wasn't there. He had not personally witnessed it. But he didn't condemn the person who gave him that information, who passed along. Okay. Paul was told, there's trouble at Corinth. These people are doing this and this and this. And and Paul did not rebuke them for having passed on rumor or hearsay. Mm-hmm. In other words, it, it it's clear that the person who gave this report was doing it with the intention that these issues need to be addressed and dealt with. Mm-hmm. And so uh, it's not just the it's not just talking about someone else who isn't present because that happened there. Notice over in in the same book, First Corinthians five verse one, Paul said it is reported commonly that there is fornication among you, and such fornication is not so much as named among the Gentiles that one should have his father's wife. In other words, Paul Paul was rebuking them and addressing what had come to him. As common knowledge, he, he said this is commonly reported. Lots of reports are circulating about the evil that's going on there at Corinth. Um, in Second Thessalonians chapter 3, in Second Thessalonians chapter 3, uh, at verse 11, Paul says, For we hear that there are some which walk among you disorderly, working not at all, but our busybodies. Okay. And so in all of those instances, somebody had been telling Paul mm-hmm. about problems that existed with brethren, and he was addressing it. And he offered no rebuke to the people who had passed those reports on to him. So I think this goes to the point that Anthony made in his email. It's clear that the people who told Paul about these problems were doing it with the idea in mind, these things must be dealt with. These things have to be corrected. Paul is an apostle. He's, he's in a position to be able to... Uh, administer a remedy to the problems that existed Mm -hmm. and so again it's not just talking about someone who's not present it's not just talking about someone while they're not uh, you know with within earshot uh, sometimes it's necessary to talk about that talk about people in that way but the question i think as anthony mentioned is the intent he suggested no positive intent when you have no positive intent 
it falls down into the category of gossip. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, you know, Paul in his letters he tells Timothy uh, in Second Timothy towards the end of the of the book there he lists a number of things that people have done. Talked about Alexander the coppersmith, other people. Timothy hadn't witnessed that himself. Paul's telling about those things, so certainly Paul's not engaged in gossip when he does that. Uh, and so there's something more than just telling something that you haven't witnessed yourself or receiving something that you haven't w- witnessed yeah. yourself. Uh, so, again, it's not just passing on information. It's not just talking about people who may not be physically present at the time the discussion is taking place. Some synonyms in this in the New Testament include the words whispering and backbiting. Again, those would suggest the idea of evil intention. It might involve breaking a confidence like we've read already from Proverbs 11, verse 3. It might involve speaking rumors as fact, you know, you know, uh, spreading information that is not verified. Uh, and, and, and it could. I think in some instances it definitely could involve telling of lies, all with the intention to do harm to someone, not with any intention to do good. All right. Telling something you haven't witnessed yourself is not necessarily gossip. But uh, it is important that we make the note that if we're going to tell something, we need to do our best to verify it uh, so that we're not guilty of uh, spreading something that's not true. And yeah. that, how many times does that happen? Yeah. Uh, okay. Danny in the chat room says, uh, asks some questions that we should ask ourselves. And I think we'll get more into this as we get into our discussion. But he suggests, is it necessary? Is it true? Is it kind? I think I think the first part of that comment is especially appropriate is it necessary do i need to be telling you know sometimes i have to tell something if i if, if i'm aware of something i have to act upon that knowledge mm-hmm. and so i'm I, I may have to tell it if it's net but is it necessary or am i just in, enjoying the process of being on the main channel of the grapevine so again a lot of it's an intention i think anthony had a good point there in his definition i think it's a good working definition let me read it again it's propagating disparaging confidential or unverified information about someone else without their knowledge and without any positive intent. I think that's key. Okay. 877-381-4567. Questions at collegeview.com are the numbers and the email address to use. We're going to take a break and we'll come back right after this. Don't touch that mouse. The virtual Bible study will be back right after this. Hello, everyone. I'm Brett Haynes. I'm a member of the College View Church of Christ. A lot of people in the religious world today tell us that as long as our heart is right and we truly love God, we can do whatever we want in our service to Him. They say that what we do doesn't matter because God is only interested in our heart. I believe they have it all wrong. True, God is interested in our hearts, but He's also interested in our actions. One reason why is because our actions describe the true condition of our heart. This is what Jesus taught in Matthew 12, verse 34, when he said, For out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaketh. So I believe that if we are doing whatever we want to in our service and are not serving God exactly like he has asked, then our heart is not right before God. The members of the College View Church of Christ are committed to making sure that both our hearts and our actions are pleasing to God. If you're interested in doing the same, we encourage you to join us for worship this Sunday morning at 9.30 a.m. Hello, I'm Nick Law from Jennings, Florida. I love to listen to the virtual Bible study and hear God's Word taught every Thursday night. Use your Internet connection for something good. Listen to the virtual Bible study every week. Now, back to the program. And welcome back into the virtual Bible study tonight. Thank you for being a part of it. The second question we asked, so hopefully we've got a pretty good working definition of gossip. That's what we, we wanted to get. 
Uh, now let's go to the second question. There's some powerful statements in the scripture that are against gossiping, and we ask you what what are those what are those strong statements in scripture? And my idea in asking that question, Jacob, was that we want people to have these in mind when the temptation to gossip comes around when you think about maybe saying something that you shouldn't say about someone uh maybe these if these things would pop to mind it would help us so uh anthony suggests second corinthians twelve twenty. uh i'm just going to go to these and read these and then i've got some suggestions too uh second corinthians chapter 12 And verse 20 says, I fear lest when I come I shall find you such as I would not, and that I shall be found unto you such as ye would not, lest there be debates, envies, wrath, strifes, backbitings, whisperings, swellings, and tumults. The synonyms there that we're we're tying into gossip are backbitings and whisperings. Uh, Then in Romans chapter 1, Anthony suggests, beginning in verse 28, even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to do, gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient, being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, whisperers, backbiters. There's your two synonyms again, whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient parents without understanding, covenant breakers without natural affection, implacable, unmerciful, who knowing the judgment of God that they which commit such things are worthy of death, not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. Now, I think in reading a list of statements like that, what really jumps off the page is that gossiping, and the synonyms are found here, whisperers and backbiters, they're in that same category with fornicators and murderers and such as that, haters of God. You know, I think a person who gossips does not think himself to be doing something horrible or terrible. But notice you're in that list in that same category of people who are fornicators and murderers and haters of God. And that would suggest the seriousness of it. Uh, So I think that is definitely a good verse to recall. Uh, 1 Timothy 5 verse 13 is one that we already uh, alluded to in the program Speaking of some younger widows who learned, this is First Timothy five thirteen, who learned to be idle, wandering about from house to house, not only idle but tattlers also, and busybodies, speaking things which they ought not. And then one more verse that Anthony suggests is from Proverbs chapter six, and in Proverbs chapter six, beginning at verse twelve. It says, a, a naughty person, a wicked man, walketh with a froward heart, uh, with a froward mouth, rather. He winketh with his eyes, he speaketh with his feet, he teacheth with his fingers. Frowardness is in his heart, he deviseth mischief continually, he soweth discord. Therefore shall his calamity come suddenly, suddenly shall he be broken without remedy. These six things doth the Lord hate, yea, seven are an abomination to him, a proud look, a lying tongue hands that shed innocent blood, and heart that deviseth wicked imaginations, feet that be swift in running to mischief, a false witness that speaketh lies, and he that soweth discord among brethren. And I would especially emphasize there the idea of sowing discord among brethren. And that is that is one of the 
almost always outcomes of sinful gossip in a local congregation is we end up with discord among brethren. All right. Give us a call, 877-381-4567, questions at collegeview.com. Appreciate Anthony for those good uh, responses tonight. Don uh, mentions in his email, uh, thou shall not bear false witness. In a recent program on seven things God hates, you ask what difference is there between telling lies and being a false witness. And most responders related that false witness to a courtroom setting. However, it's my belief that one type of false witness can be someone who tells something about someone else when he really doesn't know if it's true or not. Even if the tale happens to be true, if the person who tells it didn't actually witness it, then he's a false witness, and this is gossip. This inevitably brings up the question that this would make us a false witness to tell someone about Jesus' death and resurrection if we didn't actually see it. However, First John 5, 9 and 10 we read that the witness of God is greater than the witness of man. So if we believe God, then we also believe what he testified of his son. And this does make this does not make us a false witness just because we didn't actually see it. Yeah, I don't think you're a false witness just because you didn't actually see something. And I don't know if Don means that in any case, uh, <coughs> if I didn't actually personally witness something, with the exception of the information about Jesus as the resurrected Savior that he that he explains there, I, I don't think it'd be true to say that I'd be a false witness if I commented on something that I didn't personally see. Uh, I, we read some examples from Paul there earlier right. in First Corinthians uh, where he said it had been reported to me. He wasn't there. He didn't see it, but he was acting upon it. So, um, uh, I, But now uh, it is, it is good, good practice to be careful to, about, about repeating anything that you haven't personally witnessed yourself and use extra caution there. Exactly. But to, but to say it is sinful every time you do that under every circumstance, I think as you sh- showed, there are some examples from Paul where he did just that. And uh, and so we'd have to say you, you couldn't make that blanket statement that all such incidences are sin. Right. Um, Dean in the chat room mentions 1 Corinthians 13.5. He says, gossip seems to assume the worst about the individual. The guy in 1 Corinthians 13 verse 5 says, love does not behave itself unseemly, seeketh not her own, is not easily provoked, thinketh no evil. I think he's talking about the thinketh no evil statement there. Exactly right. So there's just a whole host of scriptures here that would tell us that this gossip thing is a huge problem. Let me add in some others that I've got written down here. Leviticus 19.16, thou shalt not go up and down as a talebearer among thy people. That was part of God's law under Moses. Proverbs 20 and verse 19, he who goes about as a slanderer reveals secrets, therefore do not associate with a gossip. In other words, don't, in other words, don't do it, and furthermore, don't be in association with gossips. We're going to talk a little bit more about that as we get on in the program. But, you know, one of the problems, one of the things we've got to do is not only avoid making statements that would be categorized as gossip ourselves, but we need to stop others from doing it, too. And so one of the ways is don't associate with gossip. If this person has that reputation, then my, my reaction to that should be, I'm not going to be around that person. Okay. Um got some more here. Proverbs 26, beginning at verse 17. Like one who takes a dog by the ears is he who passes by and meddles with strife not belonging to him. In other words, you're just asking for trouble. This is a, this is a situation ripe for trouble. It goes on to say in that text, for lack of wood, the fire goes out, and where there is no whisperer, contention quiets down. 
And we, I, 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 my guess is that everybody who's listening to this program has probably seen the, a situation in a local congregation where a potentially uh, difficult situation probably would have resolved itself except some gossips got involved and just kept the thing stirred up. Uh, and in the Proverbs it says, where there is no whisper, contention quiets down. It goes on to say, the words of a whisperer are like dainty morsels, and they go down into the innermost parts of the body. Uh, the idea is that it's, it's, there's, there's something very attractive about this, but it, it makes you sick in the long run. It's like eating a lot of sweets, and then you get sick afterwards. And then finally there in Proverbs 26, it says, He who digs a pit will fall into it, and he who rolls a stone, it will come back on him. In other words, it's going gonna, it's gonna to hurt you. It's going to come back to get you. So a lot of lot of good statements. There's some more. Jake, maybe you see some of those others. All right. Uh, for 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 20. <coughs> we read that one already. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, I've been playing here with the computer, yeah. so I've I've missed some of the things. We, we mentioned Proverbs six nineteen before uh, right. that God hates these things. First uh, Corinthians fifteen verse or verse First Timothy five verse thirteen is a passage I referenced at the beginning of the uh, of the program, talking about those younger widows who were going to be engaged perhaps in something that's sinful there uh, if they were idle and uh, going about from house to house. Right, and then also in First Timothy three verse eleven, where it's given the qualifications of deacons. It says that their women must likewise be dignified, not malicious gossips, but temperate, faithful in all things. That's the New American Standard Version. Notice the, notice the expression there, malicious gossips. Okay. Some people in their gossiping are just downright malicious. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they intend to inflict harm. They want to hurt somebody, and they most often do as they go about their so work. So are you saying there's multiple motives in, in uh, behind the gossip's behavior? Yeah. Well, yeah, I think potentially there could be, yeah. Okay. All right, uh, Dean or, or Danny, I guess it is, says if someone says I have to tell you this, say no, you don't. Yeah. Or uh, another one is uh, this is just between you and me. Again, that's another uh, warning sign yeah. uh, that uh, you're getting ready to get a juicy bit of gossip there if you don't put the brakes on. Yeah. Uh, Anthony sa- says those warning signs like Have you heard about? Have you heard this? You know, and you can almost tell. I think what they're saying in the chat room suggests the idea. You can almost tell by the way a person introduces what they're going to be talking about as to whether or not it's gossip. You know, we were talking earlier about trying to uh, get a handle on a good working definition. Uh, maybe it's difficult to to word a definition, but I think we've all we all know gossip when we see it. Okay, uh, and if you're in the chat room tonight and not logged on, we have been able to turn off the moderation so you can chat without a username tonight. So if you don't have a username, you're not logged on, uh, go ahead and send in your comments about gossip. We're looking forward to hearing from you on the program tonight as uh, we uh, continue to wrestle with technical difficulties. Jeff is here tonight uh, to uh, to run the show, and he doesn't have a computer to do it on, but I think he's making progress back there. Um, um, so, have we got commercials? Well, we can try that. We ought to try that because uh, we'll take a break here. If we'll you hear silence, get... just uh, don't become idle. Don't become bu- a busybody. Just stay there. Let use... us know. In fact, you chat rumors, if you if you if this commercial doesn't play, for use you, tell the us time we'll come right back to, to get you. your thoughts together. Maybe you could use the silence. If it is silence and there's no commercial, maybe that's a blessing for you. You can just use the silence to get your thoughts together, and then when we get back from the other side of the break, maybe you'd like to. 
take up some of the dead space for your time yourself and give us a call and be a part of the program on the phone uh, or send us your emails to questions at collegeview.com. Don't go anywhere. The virtual Bible study continues, hopefully, after this week's bullet point. Please realize that your sins have not been forgiven. You are outside the fold of safety. You are in jeopardy of being lost eternally. Make the important decision to obey now. You will not regret it, and you cannot afford to delay. Acts 22, verse 16 says, And now why tarriest thou? Arise and be baptized, and wash away thy sins, calling on the name of the Lord. Secondly, there are some who are not faithful in the Lord's service, who need to think about the danger of lingering. There are too many who once began to serve the Lord, but have since fallen back into unfaithfulness. If you are one of these, we humbly beg you to consider the seriousness of your situation. You know that you need to fulfill the commitments you made to the Lord. The danger of dying in your present condition is too great. Don't wait. In Second Peter chapter 2, beginning verse 20, we read, The latter end is worse with them than the beginning, for it had been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than after they have known it to turn from the holy commandment delivered unto them. But it has happened unto them according to the true proverb, The dog is turned to his own vomit again, and the sow that was washed to her wallowing in the mire. Finally, even those who continue to work faithfully in the kingdom need to spend some time in careful self-examination. Is there more you can do? Is there something you can improve on? Are there things that can be made better? In 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 5, we're encouraged to examine your own selves, whether you be in the faith, prove your own selves. What better time than now? Resolve to linger no longer. That's this week's bullet point. Think about it. Hello, my name is Preston Jackson. I'm from Valdosta, Georgia, and I love to listen to the virtual Bible study on Thursday night. A streaming Bible study. Why didn't I think of that? Now back to the guys. Welcome back to the program, and uh, you heard some commercials or parts of uh, something there, so uh, we're back. We're getting back to normal here on the on the backup computer tonight. As we talk about gossip on the program, we've talked about what gossip is. We've talked about what God says about it, and uh, the question is, why do we do it? Well, before we get to that, I got one email from a listener in Indiana, and I thought this would help maybe tell what gossip does. He says a number of years ago, and I and others played a game called Repeat or something like it. One person told another person next to them a short 10-second story that no one else could hear. That person then told the person next to them without anyone else hearing it. This went on around the room, and the last person then told everyone what they were told. The original story and the final story were not even close. This is what can happen with gossip. The original story, when passed on to many others, becomes corrupted and can cause major embarrassment and possible harm to a number of people. I think that's a good illustration of some of the damage of gossip. Tail-bearing, and when I don't know what I'm talking about, you know, that's one of the things we, not, not the total definition that we, we suggest of gossip, but one of the things we suggest about gossip is passing on unverified information. And that's going to get corrupted quickly when it's that way. Okay. Uh, in the chat room, someone has sent in, a, a non-logged-in user has sent in First Timothy 3, verse 11, which we uh, mentioned about women must likewise be dignified, not malicious gossips, but temperate, faithful in all things. So appreciate uh, that verse in the chat room tonight. I remind you that uh, you don't have to have a username if you're in the chat room tonight. You can just send in a comment if you're not logged on. The moderation has been turned off. So use the chat room to get your comments into us tonight, as well as the email, questions at collegeu.com, which we have several emails uh, to get to. And use the phone. It's toll-free, 877-381-4567. We're looking forward to hearing from you. Why do we gossip? Well, I think the scriptures even answer that question for us. You know, We can learn a lot about human nature by reading what God says about it and what one 
what will lead to what bad things lead to other bad things idleness just basically not being engaged in productive work uh is one of the root causes and a couple of the verses that we already suggested again going back to that first timothy 5 13 where it talked about some of the younger widows they learned to be idle then what did they do in their idleness they go around from house to house, not merely idle, but also gossips and busybodies, talking about things not proper to mention. So their idleness of the of, of there was just a particular class of person, but I think it's true of all classes of person. If you're not busy in productive work, then you're far more tempted to engage in uh, uh, gossip. Second uh, Thessalonians three eleven. We hear some among you are leading an undisciplined life, doing no work at all but acting like busybodies. Okay. You see that? No no, uh, no work at all, undisciplined, and then they end up being busybodies. Nothing better to do, in other words. Exactly right. All right. In the chat room, someone sends in Proverbs 26.20. Uh, we mentioned that a few <laughs> minutes ago, uh, where no wood is, there the fire goeth out, so uh, where there is no tailbearer, the strife seetheth. And uh, the, the listener in the chat room mentions the verses that follow, and uh, down through the end of the context there does uh, tell about the, the perils and the problems of those who would uh, be gossips, and so appreciate that comment. Let um, us know your thoughts. The second thing, we said what, what causes it, one thing is idleness, the second thing is a lack of love, for sure. And it's all, it was already suggested, I think Dean suggested in the chat room, the, the passage in 1 Corinthians 13 about love. And if we had proper love for someone, I won't take time to read that. I think that's a very familiar text, but it's worth worth all of us meditating on from time to time. First Corinthians thirteen four through seven, where it describes true effectual love. But bluntly, if we if we lack love, we're, we're going to be more prone to gossip. I, if you think about passing on this kind of hurtful bit of information, you know, if it was somebody you really loved. If it was your best friend, you probably wouldn't tell somebody else this on him. In other words, you know this about him, but he's your very best friend or she's your very best friend. And so because you really have a close relationship, you really love that person, you're not tempted to tell on them, tell someone else about something uh, uh, unpleasant or unkind about them. Well, that's just an indicator of the fact that if we loved everybody the way we should, we would not be inclined to, to gossip. All right, 877-381-4567, questions at collegeview.com. You know, one of the guidelines that I use is, why am I telling this? And I think someone else has mentioned that as well. Am I telling it because I want uh, to help the person I'm telling it about? Is it uh, something that is constructive, or is the motivation to tell something about someone else so that we can run them down, we make ourselves look better, or, and run and uh, damage their reputation at the same time. That uh, help will help to determine uh, whether or not we're, we're expressing love, as you mentioned there, from First Corinthians chapter 13, or we're doing it out of something besides love. Exactly right. Uh, it, it's certainly, a, a, you know, again, why do we do it? It's a problem with our inner person, our heart. Our heart is not right when we when we're engaged in that kind of discussion. That I mean, and you can't get any more serious than that. You've got a you've got a heart sickness, a disease of the heart, the spiritual heart. If you're a person who gossips, in Matthew chapter 15, beginning verse 18, the things that proceed out of the mouth come from the heart, and those defile the man. For out of the heart come evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witness, slanders. There's your synonym. 
These are things which defile the man. They come from the heart. You've got a heart problem. If you're a person who cannot control yourself and are, are gossiping continually, and unfortunately there are a lot of Christians who fall under that condemnation, you've got a heart disease. You've got a spiritual, a, a spiritual problem in your heart that needs to be remedied because it's going to defile you. It's going to corrupt you. It can cause you to be lost forever. Okay, let us know your thoughts. 877-381-4567. Questions at collegeview.com. Send us your thoughts about gossip. Give us a call or join in the chat room as well. Anthony wrote in on that. He said, that's a good question. Why do we do it? He says it gives us a rush. It makes us feel important because we have information that no one else has. We get an adrenaline rush when we share it and see the other person's eyes light up with that look of disbelief. We're also, we also get a great sense of superiority when denigrating other people. It makes us feel better about ourselves when we see and share the news of someone else messing up. It's the whole twisted desire that has given rise to reality TV and the tabloids and all that kind of thing. God knows human nature and he knew that we would be tempted in this way. This is why he has warned us against it, because it is the total opposite of the brotherly love we're to have to one toward another. I think Anthony's right on, spot on there. There is something that just sort of thrills us about being able to tell something to someone that they don't know. We, we've, uh, we just love that rush of being the one who gets to tell someone something that they haven't heard before. And also, <coughs> there is this sense of superiority. I can kind of run someone else down. I'm... Look at look at how bad they are. I'm certainly not like that myself. Uh, and, and so that that smug sense of superiority is also appealing to us in our basic carnal nature. And and of course, all is wrong. Okay, good thoughts there, Anthony. <clears throat> Appreciate those tonight. Uh, okay, I think we've covered those emails. Um, I got one here from Preston, our friend Preston down in. Valdosta, Georgia. We hadn't heard from you in a while, Preston. Glad you're listening to the virtual Bible study tonight. He says, what wise way would you deal with a situation where person one tells you something about person two that could be physically unsafe to number one? Now, I'm trying to I'm trying to I'm trying to visualize this. OK, we got number one. and okay. number two. OK, there's there's Jeff over there. Uh, so Jeff tells you something about me. Okay. Okay, so Jeff's number 1, I'm number 2, you're number 3. Jeff tells you something that could be physically unsafe to I don't know, Preston, you may have to give me a little more information. But here. their side of the issue. Okay, so Jeff thinks that you're going to beat him up. He tells me Okay, Jeff, okay. Jeff tells you that I threatened to beat him up. Uh-huh. Okay. okay. All right. And I think that's How I think, can you protect that person and others from not knowing the other side nor able to find out the other side? In other words, the, you're only hearing Jeff's side of the story. Okay. And what what should you do? In other words, Jeff, oh, it if might I be to true. you and ask you, are you going to beat up Jeff? Then you might get mad and beat up Jeff. Yeah, it might be true, but it might be not true. And what are you here you oh, are you're, you're stuck the, in the middle. Yeah. Oh, it is a So quarter. so President asked what in what wise way. Uh, I don't know, I, and I don't know that that is exactly in the category of the gossip kind of things that we're talking about tonight. It's close. It's close. I'm not sure that it actually fits within the description. But it is a good thing to be a mediator, and so if you can help yeah. with that. Uh, I, I would think, Preston, that the, the wise way to deal with most issues like that is to be completely transparent and upfront. 
In other words, get the parties involved together and say, is this so? This is what I've heard. Okay. This is what's being reported. I didn't necessarily want to be in this loop, but I got in it. And now that I'm in it, I, I want to try to resolve it. And I think the best way to do it, instead of all this he said, she said stuff, is just to go to the source, get the parties involved together, and work it out. Uh, you know, if, if something is not important enough, I, I think a pretty good rule of thumb is if something is not important enough to address the person involved. In other words, if I've got some problem with you, but it's not it's not important enough to me to talk to you about it, then I sure don't, be, don't need to be talking to somebody else about it. Okay. And if it is important enough to talk to you about it, then that's the one I need to be talking to. Okay. Preston, it sounds like maybe uh, Preston sent in some more details there. So, But it does sound like a situation where uh, we ought to pray for some wisdom uh, to deal with the situation correctly because that, uh, that does sound like a, a sticky situation. He says we got it right. Preston says we figured it out. Okay, right. we got uh, it right. Okay, thanks, Preston. Okay. All right, 877-381-4567, questions at collegeview.com. I'm glad we got it right because I was starting to get uh, dizzy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right, let's take our last break, Jacob. When we get back, a very important part of this whole conversation is how do we put a stop to it? We're interested. There's there's two, mm, at least two parts to this question. How do I stop it? How do I stop myself from doing it? How do I help others stop doing it? How do we stop gossip? we got a comment in the chat room tonight on that. We'll get that on the other side of the break, and we'll hopefully get your comments in the chat room. Remember, you don't have to be logged in. Anyone can send in uh, comments in the chat room tonight, and you don't need a username to call, 877-381-4567. You don't even need a credit card. It's toll-free. We'll pay the bill. Just give us a call and let us know your thoughts. One more break. we go to the top of the hour right after this. Enjoying the virtual Bible study? Email a friend during this break and tell them to join in on the discussion. There's more exciting Bible study after this commercial. Do you remember when churches taught the truth in a straightforward and direct way with no sugarcoating? Can you recall when homosexuality was plainly condemned and unscriptural divorce and remarriage was not tolerated? Can you think back to a time when you heard hard sermons on moral issues like dancing, immodest dress, and filthy movies? Do you long for a return to the kind of teaching and preaching that you heard 30 or 40 years ago? The College View Church is trying hard to maintain the same moral principles that have been associated with God's people throughout the ages. They want to hold the line against the drifting that is characterized in so many churches today. Come and see. Visit the College View Church of Christ. My name is Roger Toombs, and me and my wife love to listen to the virtual Bible study on Thursday nights. Quit checking your email. The commercials are over, and the virtual Bible study is ready to roll. Take it away, guys. And welcome back to the virtual Bible study tonight. Uh, we will remind you this program is brought to you by the College View Church of Christ in Columbia, Tennessee. You heard a little infomercial there about uh, the College View Church of Christ during the break. If you have any questions about what we believe or what we practice and you're in the Columbia, Tennessee area, there is no better way to find out about us than to come and visit with us on Sunday morning at 930, Sunday evening at 6 or Wednesday evening at 7 p.m. Find out more about our meeting times and locations at collegeview.com or thevirtualbiblestudy.com. And you're not in the Columbia, Tennessee area tonight listening to us. We'd love to hear from you anytime over the phone or over email. We can discuss the scriptures with you no matter where you are. Just give us a call if you have any question or comment about something you've heard on the Virtual Bible Study. We're talking about gossip, and we're talking about now how do we stop it. It's a problem. It's a sin. God hates it. He wants us to stop. How do we stop uh, gossip? Um, let's let's start out with uh, some some personal. Uh, let's let's attack the the myself issue. How do I stop myself from being guilty of gossip? Uh, 
first of all, I would suggest we've got to be pure in heart. Jesus said in Matthew 5, 8, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. The implication of that is if I'm not pure in heart, I'm definitely not going to see God. And so the purity of heart includes things like 1 Peter 2, verse 1, put aside all malice, all guile, and hypocrisy, and envy, and all slander. So I just got to get those things out of my heart. If I've got, if I got those wrong kinds of thoughts and, uh, and mental processes going on, then I've got to, I've got to work at being pure in heart. Uh, and that's going to go a long way. If I'm pure in heart, I will not be inclined to talk about people in a way that I should not. Okay. So that's got to be a first starting point. Okay, very good. Uh, We've got to work on our heart. We've got to make sure our heart is like God's heart, and God's heart does not have this hatred in it. And so we need to do that. Lots of verses here you can mention, as you you said, make sure that our our heart is correct. All right. Uh, Certainly applying the golden rule would would be appropriate. And so explain that. The so-called golden rule. The so-called rule. golden rule, but explain why that would help me stop from Matthew, gossiping. Matthew seven twelve. Therefore, all things whatsoever you would that men should do to you, do you even so to them, for this is the law and the prophets. Would you want someone to treat okay. you the way you're treating them by spreading gossip about them? Okay. Chances are you'd probably be absolutely horrified and, and, and very upset if someone was talking about you the way you've been talking about others. So... Don't do it. If you don't want that kind of treatment, don't don't do it yourself. Very good. All right. Uh, it would also help us if I were to stop and think about my thoughts or my faults. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, you, you would think that the gossip has no faults at all because he's always picking at everybody else's faults. Okay. You, you would think that the implication or the, what you what you would maybe deduce from his conduct is that he he doesn't think he has anything wrong. Of course, that's not the case. And what we need to do is consider our own faults before we get busy trying to talk about every little thing that everybody else has done. Interesting. And that and that text is well remembered from Matthew 7, beginning in verse 3. Why beholdest thou the mote or the speck that is in thy brother's eye, but considerest not the beam that is in thine own eye? How wilt thou say to thy brother, let me pull out the mote out of thine eye, and behold, a beam is in thine own eye? Thou hypocrite, first cast out the beam out of thine own eye, then shalt thou see clearly to cast out the mote out of thy brother's eye. And so in that, you know, if I'll just realize, well, yeah, maybe maybe some people have got some faults and maybe there's some things that need to be corrected. But I don't need to be gossiping about them because I certainly don't have everything right in my life uh, necessarily. Uh, and again, that's qualified by the fact that sometimes things do need to be discussed and appropriate actions need to be taken. And I don't have to be perfect to help someone else uh, with the But I can't problem. be a hypocrite. Right, right. Talking about others when I've got issues that I have not addressed in my own life. All right. Some practical tips uh, from uh, some anonymous listeners in the chat room tonight. The first one is avoid association with persons who gossip. Proverbs chapter 20, verse 19 tells us that. Let, uh, let's see. Proverbs twenty nineteen is he that goeth about as a talebearer revealeth secrets Therefore, meddle not with him that flattereth with his lips. Someone's a gossip. Uh, you need to avoid your company with them. Stay away from and them. Stay away from them. Exactly Another right. anonymous listener says, if a person is talking to you about someone else, that person will also talk to others about you. I think that's a real good observation, and it is so so true on a very practical level. That was Sharon, by the way, that sent that in. If if I talk about, in other words, if I come to you, Jacob, and I'm I'm spreading gossip about some other people, 
if you got loose lips. And I've got, and you realize that I've got loose lips. You got, you got to also realize that I'll probably do the same thing about you to somebody else. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be around that person. Okay. All right. Good comments in the chat room there. Eight seven seven three eight one four five six seven. Plenty of time to take your calls. Plenty of time to take your emails at questions at collegeu dot com, and plenty of time to take your comments in the chat room tonight as we talk about gossip. How can we stop gossip? Here's an email from Gail who's here in Columbia, and she says, take the person who's gossiping to the person they're gossiping about. Mm, they won't let you do that. Though. They probably won't, but they, th- that will reveal, that will expose them. At the very least, it will expose them for the gossip that they are. The Bible says we reap what we sow. Sometimes a gossiper never reaps what they sow on this earth because the people who know about it don't deal with it other than not to repeat it. In other words, she's saying, well, I'm not... <clears throat> If someone tells me some piece of gossip and I and I'm determined not to repeat it, which is the right thing for me, but it's not necessarily the right thing that I ignore the fact that the person told it to me. In other words, I, I, I don't pass it on, which is good in itself, but it's not the full address to the problem. I need to deal with the person who is a gossip. Okay. Uh, when the gospel has to start reaping the embarrassment and shame of their sin, it becomes a lot less fun. Proverbs repeatedly shows that people continue being irresponsible and sinful because others don't take up their responsibility when they see or hear the sin and do something about it. We are our brother's keeper and are supposed to love our brother. Taking only the action of not repeating the gossip is not loving our brother. I okay. think that's a good observation, an interesting observation, Gail. Thank you, Gail. Uh, number two, she says, if step one doesn't work, continue the other steps of Matthew 19. Or 18. I mean, Matthew 18, which, you know, I, so if my brother's got a sin, I go to him. If he won't repent, then I take two or three others with me. If he won't hear them, then it comes before the whole church. In other words, she's saying this could be and and rightfully should be a situation that could lead all the way up to a church disciplinary action. But I wonder, it'd be an interesting poll. I wonder if any of our listeners have ever, ever heard of a, a Christian who was disciplined for being a gossip. I don't think I ever have. Uh, now, the follow-up question is that, does that mean that there never have been any gossips in local congregations? Obviously, that's not true. Maybe we're categorizing sins. Yeah, so. yeah, I think it's a good point. Okay. Number three, Gail goes on, deal with the person who hears gossip but does not repeat it. Both are responsible to deal with the person they are saying or hearing things about. The person who doesn't repeat gossip but knows what has been said is an accessory to the crime, and Matthew 18 needs to be done in that situation also to encourage the sinner, in this case the hearer of the gossip, to repent. Okay. Number four, when someone tells gossip before we can stop them, let them know you're going to be you're going to go to the person they're talking about and see what they have to say about it. I think that's a good observation. In other words, if you tell me this, understand that I, I've, I've got, very, I'm going to have responsibility. I now become obligated. Right. And I'll have to go. If you tell me that somebody sinned and you haven't addressed them, but you're telling me that they did this, right. then then you're obligated I now become obligated to go to them. I'm going to if you tell me about it, I'm going to go to them. Know that. Yeah. Before you um <clears throat> and then finally Gail suggests if we want gossip to continue, the best thing to do is never repeat anything you hear as well as don't do anything else about it. In other words, she's saying if you don't uh, in other words, if you, ju- if you just stop, if you just don't repeat it, then you're just causing it to continue. I, th- I think that's your point. But hopefully we'll want to stop it and we'll have the courage to take the necessary steps to reveal the sin that has been done in in darkness rather than just try to forget it and hope the gossiper will repent or at least won't come to us with gossip anymore. So Gail, Gail's emphasis in her e- email is uh, 
not on just don't repeat it. Hers is on you've got to deal with the person who's gossiping, okay, which six, is a fair point. Yeah, six minutes to go. Time to take your email and your comments. Uh, get them in before the program is over. Anthony in Columbia says the easiest way to stop gossip is simply mind your own business. I always think of the phrase need-to-know basis. If I need to know something, someone will tell me. I'm not going to go sticking my nose in other people's business or go around looking for situations or conversations to insert myself into. Also, we need to practice this same principle when it comes to sharing information with others. We need to ask, does this person really need to know the information I possess? Unless the person you are considering gossiping to has a material interest or stake in the situation, they do not need to know. Therefore, you do not need to share that information. For example, I may have heard that a member of the congregation recently was diagnosed with a disease and could really use prayers, etc. It would not be gossip to share this information with other brethren because they need to know in order to help that person. The exception would be if the sick brother requested privacy from you in the matter. On the other hand, if I accidentally overhear an argument between two brethren and then go tell a third party who had nothing to do with the argument and was not there, this would be gossip because A, the third party does not need to know, they have no material stake in the situation, and B, it is disparaging information the sharing of which serves no positive purpose. Thank you, Anthony. I think good points. Good observations, Anthony. Anthony. He also says in the chat room, uh, it's possible. I think it's possible to behave in a way, in a pattern of behavior, that people will know not to gossip to you. In other words... Oh, you can get a reputation. We should establish a reputation of being the kind of person who will not accept gossip. If I tell Gail she's going to take me to talk to the person I'm gossiping about. Yeah. Or if I tell Anthony he's going to just tell me to... Shut my mouth. Yeah. So okay. you develop that reputation, and then people will not be inclined to gossip to you. Okay. I think Anthony's comments also uh, echo what is said in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace to the hearers. Is what I'm about to say going to be edifying? Is it going to build somebody up, or is it going to tear them down? All so right. We've we got to remember that. And we've got an email from Don who says, Gossip is always based on the witness of man which can be flawed, mistaken, outright lies, stretched out of context, te- context, and spoken in the effort to sow discord and should be avoided in all situations. One more thought, if a person mistakenly bears false witness against someone and then finds out that what he's told wasn't true, then that person is obligated to set the record straight. And if the gossip has already passed through several miles, then it may be impossible to undo the damage. I think that's a good. I think that's a true observation too. There that sometimes one of the one of the reasons why this is so dangerous is words spoken cannot be retracted. True, and you cannot always correct all the harm that's been done by spreading some gossip. I remember a story that was told about a, a fellow uh, trying to. I forget what the scenario was. Maybe it was a preacher, and he was trying to teach a a, a, a Christian about how bad it was that they'd been spreading malicious gossip. And he took a feather pillow out and into the wind and threw all the, opened the pillow and let the wind blow the feathers all over the place. And he, and he told the person, now go pick them all up. And the guy said, well, that's impossible. It couldn't be done. And, and he used that to illustrate the fact that when, when our words get spread, it, it's impossible to go out there and gather them all back up. You can't undo the damage done. That's right. And so uh, we've got to be careful to guard uh, our, uh, our lips and make sure that we're not guilty of spreading gossip. All right, we've got a question in the yeah, chat room. Okay. Uh, if we repeat a situation and not name names or let anyone know who the people are involved, is this gossip? Yes. Uh, not doing it to cause harm, they go on to explain. Uh, well, 
what's the point? Yeah. What, unless, uh, unless maybe you're seeking someone counsel. Let's say, Jacob, I, I come to you and I say, I, I, I don't. You don't know these people, and I'm not going to tell you who they are. But I've got. Let's say I've got a husband and wife, and they're having this particular marital problem. Uh, could you give me some advice as to how you would okay. counsel them? Okay, maybe that's it. That, I don't think that would be good. But if it's just a juicy bit of sinful activity that we want to tell, we're not going to tell the names, but we want to tell people that. I think Ephesians chapter 5, uh, verses 11 and 12, would be uh, tell us not to do that. And verse, first, Ephesians 5, 11 and 12, And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather refer, uh, reprove them, for it is a shame even to speak of those things which are done of them in secret. So if I know that uh, somebody has done some t- has cheated on their wife, it would be shameful. I shouldn't take any pleasure in going around saying, I'm not going to tell you who it is, but somebody cheated on their wife. That's, that's a shameful thing. I, shouldn't, I should not be yeah. wanting to talk about that. Again, Anthony in the chat room repeats what he's mentioned from the start of the program, and I think he's right on. It depends a lot on motive. Uh, okay, and then, the, and then the, I think this is Sharon in the chat room. She's, she's sent back in and said, yeah, she would, she would want to repeat it, not give names, to try and find a solution or help in the matter. Yeah. Okay. I think so that, that, I that, think that, that yeah. could be appropriate. Yeah, that's good. All right. Hey, I got a secret. We're out of time. Time's up. Let's lick our wounds, see if we can get our equipment fixed between now and next week. Lord willing, we, we got, I, I had my serious doubts that you were going to get us on the air tonight, but you did uh, in, a, in a backup mode. It was ugly, though. Hopefully we can do better next week. Uh, may take a lot of work between now and then. Uh, and you're the man who has to do that. I'm not any good on that end. But uh, we'll try it. We'll try to get everything fixed by next week. All right. Well, we appreciate you bearing with us tonight. Dad, thank you for the good thoughts and some good things we need to remember about gossip. It's it's really an important subject, uh, far more important probably than, than a lot of Christians give credit to. All right. We appreciate you for being out there on the other end of the line tonight. If you have any questions or comments about what you've heard on this program or any past virtual Bible study program, or if you have a topic suggestion, and I see you've gotten some topic suggestions from some of our listeners, if you have a topic suggestion, send it in, and we'd love to entertain uh, that for another edition of the Virtual Bible Study. We hope you'll make plans to be back here next week, hopefully for another edition of the Virtual Bible Study. And in the meantime, we encourage you to put God first in your life, study His inspired Word of the Bible, and live by it every day. You'll never regret it. Thanks for listening to the Virtual Bible Study, brought to you by the College View Church of Christ. The College View Church of Christ meets at 1618 Hampshire Pike in Columbia, Tennessee. If you are in the Columbia, Tennessee area, we encourage you to worship with the College View Church of Christ on Sunday mornings at 930 and on Sunday evenings at 6 o'clock. The College View Church of Christ also welcomes you to attend their Wednesday night Bible studies at 7 o'clock. If you have any questions about something that was said on tonight's broadcast or would like more information about the College College View Church of Christ, please call 931-381-4567. That number again, 931-381-4567. Or for more information on the internet, visit collegeview.com. Be sure to tune into the virtual Bible study this time next Thursday for another informative study of God's Word.